You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPaw11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Joined by... Uh, the founder of Turn on the Jets, Badlands host, president of Whistle Sports, Joe Caparoso himself. Joe, how are we feeling at uh, 4 o'clock on a uh, Tuesday afternoon? I'm feeling as good as any Jet fan could feel today coming out of Zach Wilson's surgery news. I think all things considered with where we were Friday night at around 8 o'clock to now, it's about the best case scenario uh, in terms of what the injury actually was and how the surgery actually went. So not bad. Yeah, I think, look, at the end of the day, and we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, timetables and, and things of that nature. The fact that they went into the knee, I actually, like, didn't bring this up on the last, uh, you know, episode, but my concern, um, you know, was around, like, that PCL that he injured last year, not having that surgically repaired, it's the same knee. I was like, what, what if they go in there and there's damage there they need to clean up? Or, you know, I know they said everything was intact. You just, you never know. But I didn't really have any, like, I wasn't really worried. Like the Jets were basically the timeline, as everyone knows, this is what happens with news. Um, the Jets released the information on his MRI. Everyone got very excited and said he's definitely playing week one. Then the Jets gave every single reporter under the sun the exact same line to tweet that they're optimistic and not out of the woods yet because they got burned with Mikai Becton. Um, and then everyone walked it back 10 minutes ago. So Basically, the great news is it's a trim on the meniscus, as we everyone's mentioned already. It's an arthroscopic surgery, minimal invasive. The Jets didn't go in there, or the surgeon didn't go in there and have to clean out his whole knee and do all these different things. Um, were you at all worried, uh, you know, when all of a sudden all those reports kind of came out that like, oh, it might be actually worse, or were you kind of just like, I'm not panicking yet? Uh, I didn't really panic too much. I think they were covering their bases. I, I think they've been a little sloppy with like injury news um, over the past year or so. The, the Becton stuff kind of bubbles up top of mind, but better to under promise and over deliver than say he's going to be back in two weeks and then it's a, it becomes questionable whether he's going to be back for week one. So I think they were very clearly very strategic with how the news came out today, which was very much that. The surgery was a success and went as well as it could have. However, there is no guarantee he is going to start week one. And really the tenor of everything that was leaked sounds like not two to four weeks, four to six weeks. Because two to four weeks, you would say, that's four weeks. You should probably start week one. Four to six weeks is 
we're going to start Flacco week one. We're going to give him an extra week of practice and we're going to gear up to likely have him make his season debut week two or week three at the latest. I think at week three, you're pushing six weeks and he should have two weeks of practice, three weeks of practice under his belt by then. So there should really be no excuse. They were also pretty cost-ish, cost, cost, I can't talk, with bringing him back last year, um, where I thought he probably could have came back like a week or so earlier than they brought him back, but they gave him the extra week before they brought him back for the Houston game. I'm not surprised they're doing the same thing here. I'm also, I think internally, they probably think a little bit like against Baltimore's defense week one, you have a veteran in Flacco who, even though it's been a while, he's going to have some familiarity with that scheme and that defense to an extent. I could understand the internal logic of if Flacco's 100%, then Wilson's like 85% week one. Let's just start Flacco week one and get Zach back when he's 100%. That's kind of what I'm expecting. The, the messaging from today strongly implies that Flacco is going to start week one and that Zach's target date is week two or week three. Yeah, it's so funny. So you see, obviously, everyone kind of says, like, you know, probably unrealistic based on the timeline. You never know week one. And then Rappaport, who was the most negative about the entire injury the whole time, goes, oh, yeah, week one's still very much, you know, an possibility. It's like, for fuck's sake, like, I don't – it doesn't really matter at this point who's playing week one. I know that people are going to freak out about that. And the conversations – I'm just going to say this now. If your debate in your head is what happens if the Jets start 2-0 – Zach Wilson will still be the quarterback. Let's get to one win in September before we start panicking about having a quarterback debate. We did this last year with Mike White. Like, Zach Wilson's their franchise quarterback until, uh, you know, proven otherwise, in which it's more Zach Wilson showing he's not the guy than, like, anyone else taking his spot. Um, So, yeah, look, at the end of the day, if he doesn't play week one, he doesn't play week one. Um, I would like him to play week one. If he's he's healthy, I'd like the Jets to play him week one, but I don't think they need to rush him back, and I don't think – um you know based on what we've seen you know if zach heals quickly that's great and if he doesn't he doesn't um i would be shocked if he's not playing by week three i think then we're like something else is probably up here although they just cleaned the knee out so obviously that'd be a little weird but it would be a little bit concerning if he's not back by week three um i can basically you know if they don't play him on the road and they kind of want to give him the full six weeks sure um but if he's practicing by august 29th which is two week two and a half weeks from now um, he can play week one. And if not, the Jets will run Flacco out there. You hope you get the revenge game factor and the, you know, the emotional boost of opening day and then week one and things are crazy week one, the Ravens have all these guys coming off injuries and a million things going on. So, um, I was curious, I think you touched on this a lot in Badlands. So I don't want to have you totally have to recap, you know, re recap the same stuff, but are you like, am I crazy? The Jets offense, like with Flacco, the last four starts, we'll take out the, um, the, I don't know if the, what was the Cardinals game two years ago where like, they just couldn't move the ball. I mean, they couldn't score, but under Gase with the chargers and the Patriots game, the jets were pretty fun to watch. And last year against the dolphins, the jets moved the ball and he threw for 300 yards. So am I crazy? Like it's not that unfair to expect the offense to still function at a pretty high level with, you know, the amount of weapons and Flacco's arm and, and things of that nature. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's crazy. I think there's there's some stuff in the short term that he can likely do better than Zach Wilson. And I think Garrett Wilson alluded to some of this in his, his honest answer to a question yesterday about the difference in catching balls from Wilson and Flacco. I think, it, you know, Flacco is very old and he has not played a ton over the past couple of years, but he does have a ton of experience, particularly in big games. He clearly still has the arm strength to 
play. And he was pretty good in that Miami game last year. The numbers a touch misleading because Elijah Moore did, did some uh, exceptional work after the catch, but he was pretty good, all things considered. Uh, and I think he adds a baseline competence and arm strength uh, that should allow their offense to function. And what's nice about it is that unlike a scenario where you had like a Luke Falk or Bryce Petty or Trevor Simeon, these are not lost weeks or lost games for Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Michael Carter. These young guys need reps and they need like real practices and like the offense to be able to run the way it is generally designed. Flacco, certainly not as mobile. He's going to be a little bit more of a standing duck in the pocket. Uh, which I think in Miami had a pretty bad strip sack down in the red zone because he couldn't like it out of the way. But oh yeah, I, had, I lost yeah. my, I lost it, and like in the stadium, I'm like, dude, 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 pay attention. And then it was over. That, there's gonna be, there's gonna be some of that, but he, he is good enough to the point where I think you're more than fine starting him for a few games early in the year. Do I, do I think we're headed to a Fitzpatrick 2015 outlier situation where? it's like, wow, we really just can't take this guy out. He's going to have to start all season. Those are also very different circumstances because Geno Smith was a second-round pick. Zach Wilson's the second overall pick in the draft. I think unless Joe Flacco is 315 yards and three touchdowns in like the first two games of the year and the Jets are 2-0, and Zach Wilson is coming back as soon as he's healthy. And I think if you're a Jet fan, like you should feel fine that Flacco is going to play the rest of the summer and could potentially start is probably likely to start week one. I don't really think it at this stage of their careers. And this, again, I, I, I like Zach and I like Zach potential. And you're a podcast listener. And this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. This isn't a knock on him, it's just a reality on production year to date. The, the betting line is not moving in any direction because Flacco is playing and not Wilson. It's not like the Jets are going to lose three points because Wilson's, Wilson's starting. It's probably going to stay the same. If anything, maybe get half a point tighter because people will be like, oh, the Joe Flacco revenge game. And like, you'll get more of a public on the Jets side. So I think they'll be okay in the short term. I would not be enthused or be wrapping my head around Joe Flacco being the full-time starter this year though. Yeah, look, I... Flacco has one or he's going to have one or two. I mean, if you watch him at camp, there's one or two throws. Where you're like, dude, <laughs> there's no way there was someone open when you just threw that. You just literally 
chucked it up. He does like that's the old mentality of those guys. And obviously Joe Flacco is not Brett Favre and he's not as turnover prone as Ryan Fitzpatrick, but like he just they have these throws where like they have super strong arms and they just say like F it and put it up there. And that's why guys like Brandon Marshall love playing with them. And um, you know, you saw Denzel Mims have a tiny bit of success, you know, with uh, you know, as much as whatever with Mims, he liked to decent with Flacco because Flacco would just throw the ball up and just throw go balls all day. So um yeah, in terms of the Ravens game, again, I we'll talk more and more as we get closer. But, um, you know, obviously, kind of as we're recording here, Mekhi Becton did have his knee surgery. Uh, we'll be having a surgery, um, you know, within the week. Um, it was supposed to be, you know, already, but I guess it's, um, you know, we'll be in a week, within a week. And he is on IR out for the rest of the season, as was expected. The Jets cut a couple of guys. Um, no one really of note, as you would expect in the first uh, cut down day, although Rashard Davis uh, did have a couple nice plays on a open practice a few weeks ago. Um, but um, yeah, there uh, no one got really not got no one got cut too much yet. Um, let's kind of transition to a few a few different things. One, joint practices this week. Um, again, we'll have I'll have a pot either I think Thursday or Friday, uh, probably Friday. I'm kind of recapping um, the rest of practice this week and previewing more of the game, but. What are you looking for in those joint practices? I, I personally believe joint practices are way more important than the preseason games, but, um, you know, kind of where are you at with that? And what are you looking to kind of see happen, uh, you know, with the Falcons coming in here and then the Giants next week? Everyone stay healthy, first and foremost. That's all I care about. Uh, beyond that, I want to see more. And this is going to kind of align to what I want to see, you know, out of these preseason games too. Everyone stay healthy. I want more Garrett Wilson and 12 personnel and getting more opportunities with the first offense. I want to see their defense look more organized and disciplined and tackle better. Uh, I want to see more Quan Alexander uh, running with the ones next to CJ Mosley. Uh, I think we're going to continue to get a healthy dose of Jermaine Johnson and Michael Clemens getting more and more of a share of reps up front and how that defensive line and pass rush rotation comes together. I think those, those will be interesting pieces to watch um, and just how the offense continues to operate. Uh, with Flacco and how they mix and match some of their different personnel groups going forward. They, you know, put the Zach stuff aside. They were not sharp at all in the first half against the Eagles. They, their defense looked exactly like it did last year. Uh, penalties, disorganized, getting run over on fourth and short. Uh, you'd like to see them button that up a little bit against other teams with their starters out there. So that's what I'm going to be keeping my eyes on. Hopefully with some other people listening in attendance at Ale House in Hoboken next Monday, come hang and drink. Joe says this promo in his sleep, um, if you guys are wondering. But, you know, like from the practice perspective, I don't think Drake London's practicing, which is a little disappointing. I was actually really excited to see a little Drake London sauce Gardner, um, you know, match up. Drake London's been cooking people down in Atlanta and would have been nice to get sauce, you know, another guy, a different body he hasn't faced. He's faced a little bit, you know, the Jets have a little bit more small, uh, smaller body receivers that are more athletic and, you know, maybe a Drake London who's a bigger body to see how sauce matches that size up with. But, um yeah, in terms of um, in terms of the joint practices as well, I'd like to see the Jets dominate up front. Um, the Falcons are not good up front, so there's one thing. The Jets are supposed to be. They have an expensive group on both sides. And secondly, the Packers scrimmage, obviously everyone only paid attention to Carl Lawson. I understand, and then they played well in the game, which didn't clearly matter because Zach Wilson did not look like Zach Wilson against the Packers in the regular season. But the Jets got bullied up front. Like, it was – really ugly and then the Eagles practice was even worse and there was guys getting I mean Fletcher Cox basically said you know in so many words that you guys are soft as whatever so 
I'd like to see the Jets kind of enforce their will a little bit. There's been a ton of fights in camp recently, which to me is a lot of, to do with Robert Sala's kind of mantra this year. If like wanting these guys to go to a quote unquote dark place and like be this physical, nasty team, which is easy to root for and it'd be awesome. But I'd like to see them do this with another team because um, the Eagles still up front on Friday night, <laughs> you know, guys are out and whatever, but there was, it's not like the Eagles were, uh, you know, they, they seem to have the Jets, uh, you know, kind of mentally have a little bit of an edge over the Jets, but um, yeah, I like to see them dominate a little bit. And again, as you mentioned, the Garrett Wilson's of the world winning some one-on-one matchups against the Casey Haywards. And, um, he, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we'll see what happens in terms of, um, you know, how Joe Flacco looks. I'm not going to overreact or underreact to anything that happens with, with Flacco against the Falcons or the Giants for that matter. Um, you know, cause realistically what Joe Flacco does again in the practice doesn't matter, but there's other guys, um, you know, obviously that'll be slightly different because, you know, the young guys getting to see another team, getting to be in practice too. We don't have the, you know, the lights on quote unquote and things of that nature, but um, you know, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore against AJ Terrell and one-on-ones like, I want to see how they perform. I'd like to see, you know, Grady Jarrett going up against, uh, you know, AVT and pass pro or, um, you know, as you mentioned, Jermaine Johnson against the Jake Matthews. So we'll see there. Um, anything you want, you want to touch on from the, uh, well, I guess we'll kind of fully promo it, obviously again, August 22nd, um, you know, in Hoboken, uh, you know, obviously the profit exchange, um, you know, Joe Connor will be there. I am working to get there myself. Get as him well. there. Everyone bully will to come. That's <laughs> it. Bully me to get there. Bully me to get there. Um, and then, you know, obviously it'll be an exciting event. You know, we got a lot of stuff coming up, um, Again, Mike Duggar will be on, uh, I believe, another guest. I'm trying to wait to make sure they're officially coming on uh, by this week. We'll be on. And then there's, you know, I think Badlands will be dropping tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, but look, good news. Zach Wilson's injury is exactly what people expected, um, you know, when the MRI happened. And Kai Beckton, again, is done for the year, which was obviously expected, but now confirmed. Um, and, you know, the Jets had another good practice. Flacco threw four touchdowns today in practice. Joe, you feeling four, good about your – Four of those things. The con- yeah, four- I haven't seen a Jets, already. A Jets quarterback because I don't even think Mike Way had four touchdowns last year. He had three. Is a Jets quarterback thrown for four touchdowns in like a zillion years? I can't. Didn't I think Darnold actually had a random four touchdown game against Washington back? Oh in the- yeah, he did. That was and then he had the one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen, and I was like, that didn't doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, the, the glory days of uh, the gay season. Yeah, that was uh, one of the Le'Veon Bell looked like he had a little juice for a second. Um, but yeah, no, again, make sure you guys are you you know plugged into what's going on with Badlands season preview guide too is dropping three and a half weeks from now. Um, yes, I think we'll have it the, uh, like Tuesday before the regular season is what we're aiming for. Yeah, it's that's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one. I would I think you know humbly as someone that's contributing to it, um, I would think. Uh, I would think it's going to come out pretty well, but again, make sure you guys are tuned in. Um, you know, Joe, appreciate you hopping on and, um, you know, you guys get a double badlands and TOJ pod, uh, get used to Joe's voice for the next uh, hour. Your there, or walks. Never a dull day in news. So we gotta, we gotta double up.